these media broadcasts provide county citizens an opportunity to watch and review our scheduled public meetings. In addition to our live audience this evening, we are providing remote options for citizens to watch and participate in county commissioner meetings. Citizens may watch our meetings live on our QAC website at www.qac.org live or on QAC TV's television channel, Atlantic Broadband Channel 7 and High Definition Channel 507. Citizens may participate by joining the live Zoom meeting or by going to www.qac.org slash public comment. Citizens may also email comments to public comment at qac.org. Comments received will be read during the press and public comments period on this evening's agenda. We acknowledge your participation and by attending you acknowledge that this session is both recorded and aired. Press and public comment will be taken and is limited to three minutes per person. If you care to speak, please sign the information table in the lobby. Comments longer than three minutes can be submitted in writing uh, for the commissioner's review. We will now stand and be led in the Pledge of Allegiance by Commission President Chris Corcorino. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. You could remain standing, please. Moment of silence. silence. Last week, Queen Anne's County um, lost a former teacher from Mattapique Elementary School, Miss uh, Trisha McMahon. Thank you. All right, Commissioners, we just held a uh, closed session under section 3-305B1 of the general provisions article to discuss boards and commissions. And I do believe we made uh, reach consensus on some board appointments for the Social Services Board as recommended by the Department of Human <coughs> Services. I move to appoint Laura Summers Roth, Michael Francis, and Robert Tessier to the Social Services Advisory Board to serve a three-year term ending on June 30th, 2024. Second. Got a motion, a second, any discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Any opposed? Five zero passes. All right, thank you, commissioners. That brings us to uh, this evening's agenda. So the agenda for today's meeting, July 27th, and the regular and closed session meeting, or minutes from your July, June 13th meeting have been circulated for review. Do we have any corrections? If not, can I get a motion to approve those? Motion to approve the agenda and minutes as submitted. Second. All those in favor? Aye. Aye. Any opposed? Five zero, the motion passes. All right, thank you, commissioners. That brings us to our first press and public comment period for 15 minutes. Thank you for taking the time to express your views to the county commissioners during this public comment period. Comments are limited to three minutes per person. Comments longer than three minutes should be submitted in writing. When you come forward, please speak clearly at the standing microphone, state your name, address, and topic of interest. Keeping with the dignity of the office, we ask that all views be expressed in a respectful and civil manner. The commission respects your desire and right to convey your message freely, and we ask as a courtesy to our board and our citizens that you respect the commissioner's request and refrain from naming citizens and name calling when offering any critique. Okay, so we have um, a lot of people here and we want everybody who wants the opportunity for present public comment to be able to speak. So as Mr. Mond uh, mentioned, 
The initial press of public comment at the beginning of the meeting is 15 minutes. There's a second one at the end of the meeting. When you come up, you have up to three minutes. We'll try to get as many of you in in that first section as we can. If you don't get an opportunity, please wait. And when we're done, we have the agenda with some presentations we got to get through. You'll have your opportunity then. So if you didn't get a chance to speak during the first, please do wait through the meeting and you will get a chance to speak at the end of the meeting, okay? All right, uh, first up is Tom Riggs. And come up to the microphone, name and where you live, please. My name is Tom Ricks, and uh, I live in the big city of Greensboro, Caroline County now. And anyhow, uh, I would like for you not to tear that school down, down here. I graduated from there in 1966, and I think most everybody here went to that school. So that's what we're all here for. So I, I would hate to see that school torn down. You know, it meant a lot to me. And if you did, Mr. Tex Salton Fuss and my father would both roll over in their graves. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. Thank you. Eugene Higgs. <clears throat> Eugene Higgs, 441 Coxsaw Mill Road, Henderson, Maryland. Um, I was, uh, I'm the current president of the Centerville High School Alumni Association. We're here tonight to save our beloved Centerville High School building. My wife and I, we've been Queen Anne's County citizens and we went from first grade to high school and graduated in 1966. And we were the last class to graduate from Centerville High School. And we continue to live in Queen Anne's County as a retired educator and farmer. Our Alumni Association has remained very active throughout the years, and we take pride in the fact that we have been able to present scholarships each year to alumni descendants throughout the country, as well as local Queen Anne's County graduates. The monies for these scholarships come from alumni donations and endowment funds created by Dr. Elizabeth P. Hagan, a Centerville High School graduate class of 1932. The endowment funds will last for generations and generations. And graduates of Queen Anne's County Schools without a, Centerville High, without a Centerville High School building on Chesterfield Avenue, there would be no building there to represent their, their origin. Over $100,000 in scholarships have been given away over the years. This year, 17 high school graduates were awarded $29,000 in scholarship funds to help with our higher education from Centerville High School. We understand that the county has two options, to renovate the existing building or build a new one to the house of the Queen Anne's County Board of Education. We, the alumni, are strongly in favor of the renovation of the Centerville High School building and continued use of it, the building, by the Queen Anne's County Board of Education. And this will ensure the historical integrity of the building as well as the town of Centerville. If a new Queen Anne's County Board of Education building is built, the Centerville High School building will deteriorate as all empty buildings do. This would be a tragedy for all concerned, the town of Centerville, Queen Anne's County, and especially our alumni members. 
This building has not been adequately maintained throughout the years and sadly let go to its current condition. We strongly urge you to give a county committee for Centerville High School time to study the situation before allocating any funds toward the new Queen Anne's County Board of Education. The $2 million RFP should be canceled tonight. On behalf of the Centerville High School Alumni Association, we hope that you will do the right thing for Queen Anne's County and the historical town of Centerville. Please renovate the Centerville High School building and keep the Queen Anne's County Board of Education in its present location. Thank you. Thank you. Bill Moore. I'm Bill Moore from Stevensville, even though my wife says I'm from Centerville. I lived down here, they lived here 20 years and down there 50, but I'm still from Centerville. Um, all these people in here, like say they're my age, and I don't know if you can fix this building or not, but I just want to give you a little history of the town, because this is about history. When we grew up, the Commerce and Liberty Street were all both ways, wasn't one way. So we had a big snowstorm, and somebody called the police because the kids were sliding down Liberty Street. So the police came over and said, this is too dangerous. He said, we got to stop these cars from sliding down Liberty Street and make them all go up Commerce Street. And that's the truth, too. And if, if I got done there and I got home wanted to call my grandmother, I would just pick up the phone and say 28. That was my grandmother's number. Everybody here had numbers like that, 28 or 754 or whatever, where I could have just told them the name. And the next 40 years I spent traveling up and down the Eastern Shore working for Langefelder. I've been in every little town and this, every little town it is in this Chesapeake Bay, from small islands to the big islands, and there's no place better than Queen Anne's County. And whatever we can do to preserve the history of this county, we should do it. So I would like you to think long and hard before you tear this building down. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Bill Sheep? Shrep? Sharp. Sorry. Middle name's not so. <laughs> I'm Bill Sharp. I lived almost at Churchill, Maryland. I was a graduate of 1961 of Centerville High School, along with about 2,000 other people that graduated before and after me. As a lot of the people here graduated before and after me have had uh, body parts fixed, <laughs> appendix removed, gallbladders removed, tonsils removed, and they are serving the community better for it later on. And so I think the same thing can happen at our old high school. It may be in need of repair, but with a little bit of cosmetic, like windows, roofs, maybe air conditioning, so forth and so on, I think that school could be brought back. We have a school right around there on Commerce Street that was uh, repaired, oh, I don't know, 25, 30 years ago. It served the county well, a lot of different offices in there, a lot of different divisions. The uh, courthouse over here, it's uh, got two or three different uh, divisions in it. Right here where we are has got two or three different divisions in it. And I think that uh, that school over there, even though it's too large for the Board of Education, they can share it like they did once before with the health department. And we can put all kinds of different divisions in there. And that's about all I have to say. Thank you, except for one thing. Uh, we went around and got signatures signed, and I'd like to present those to the county commissioners 
if I may approach the bench. Give it to Margie. She'll make sure it goes in our record and all of us will get a copy. I just have one thing to say that while I was getting those signatures, uh, one woman down here on Chesterfield Avenue, she said, uh, did you graduate from Centerville High School? And I said, uh, yes, I did. She said, have you lived here all your life? I said, not yet. Thanks <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Next is uh, Barbara Sharp. <laughs> Are you related to him? I have to follow that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, I'm Barbara Sharp, Centerville, Maryland. Um, Daughter-in-law of Sheriff Sharp. Wife of Deputy Sheriff the oldest, oldest uh, <laughs> sheriff, deputy sheriff in, in existence here for Queen Anne's County. And, um, and also I was a teacher in Centerville Elementary School for 20 years. Uh, we're all here to save our historic 1901 building that means so much to so many people. Centerville High School is a part of the historic charm of our town along with our churches, houses and courthouse. I think as you go through Centerville, those are the things that make you stop and look and think, what a nice historic old town. Um, surely a committee should be formed to figure out how to totally renovate CHS to make it a cheerful, up-to-date working environment for the employees of the Board of Ed. And at the same time, preserve an important and beloved piece of Centerville. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Martha Herman. Good evening, commissioners. My name is Martha Herman. I live on 213 Hope Road in Centerville. I've been here most of my life, with the exception of a few years that I went away to school and worked in Washington, D.C. for a while. But I came back because I missed the town. It came to my attention a few days ago that the county commissioners were thinking about... Is that better? Okay. It came to my attention a few days ago that the current Board of Education building is possibly being proposed to be demolished and replaced with a new building to be located across from the Queen Anne's County High School and funded by a $15 million grant to be ready for the 2023-24 school year. <clears throat> the current Board of Education building was previously known as the Centerville High School from 1901 to 1966, after which time the new Queen Anne County School was built to start classes in the year 1967. Centerville has several historic buildings, rich in history, and the Board of Education should be remain as a beautiful building it is in our town. It has so much architectural character and its history needs to be preserved. Renovating the Board of Education building would be a step in the right direction to preserve more of Centerville's historic nature as well as probably reducing the cost of renovations versus a new building starting from the ground up and possibly facing cost overrides, along with the cost of demolition of the current building, which at this time seems to be unknown. 
I'm asking the county commissioners to save our historic high school building and retain its location on Chesterfield Avenue. It is a treasure to the community as it has been for over 120 years, with the exception, with the exception of later additions to the building. It could become a beautifully renovated administrative building and also keeping the renovated exterior to architecturally remain as it is. Looking at a large vacant lot as an end result of the board's demolition could be unattractive and an eyesore to the community. This building belongs in that location as it has always been and I don't, as I'm sure others would probably agree, want to see what could eventually become a flurry of new homes on that site. Please delay, or, please delay your decision on this proposed project until the community has been given the opportunity to express their thoughts, whether it be via emails, letters, or maybe even an advertised open forum to be conducted by the county commissioners. Remember this, there is no history left and only distant memories when historic buildings in our town are demolished and thrown away as I have seen in the past. Thank you for giving your attention to this matter and giving your time. Thank you. Um, Patsy Mock. Commissioners, my name is Patsy Mock and I was born and raised in Centerville and I lived here mostly all of my life. I did move to the big city of St. Louis for a while, but moved back with my husband. This is home. This is our heritage. That high school belongs to all of us. It's been here, well basically it was put into works in the late 1890s to build a school here, to house the children, to educate them. It started out with grades four through eight. And as the years went by, it, they increased the, the years to the 11th year and then finally to 12. Um, it's too historic a building to get rid of. I mean, I think the Board of Ed should stay where it's at. The uh, maintenance should have been done and kept up over the years. Don't know what went wrong there. But please think long and hard before you make a very bad decision. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, time for yeah. One more. Scotty. Commissioners, good evening or afternoon. Scott McGlashan, P.O. Box 39, 200 Bernal Lane, Churchill, Maryland. Lifelong resident, graduate of this great school down here, Central High School. Gentlemen, look who you got out here. And let me suggest to you, this is just part of them. Uh, what's the old saying? Yeah, I only know what I read in the newspaper. Well, frankly, that's when I learned about it. Now, maybe I wasn't paying attention. But one thing in here was, was stated the, that the green light has been lit for the, by the commissioners and for the Board of Education. Let what we're asking for, we want a red light. Stop that, spending that money. I understand it's an RFP, $2 million. Stop it. Don't go there because, frankly, admit it, if that happens, if you do that and you move forward building a new building, this building is doomed. It is doomed because, frankly, the county commissioners, you're the only ones who can afford that building, and that building can be repurposed. You saw me stand here for 24 years for a new courthouse. 
But we didn't tear down that old courthouse, did we? We repurposed it. And what I would suggest, and I, uh, Commissioner Wilson, I commend you, sir, when I read what I read in the newspaper. I do not agree with destroying the building or changing the basic architecture of Chesterfield Avenue, most important, without asking for public for their input and evaluating the realistic economic consequences. Thank you, Commissioner Wilson. And what I would suggest is do what we did with the courthouse. Appoint a committee to look at this situation. It, it's being done across the street. It can be done down the street. If that building is not used by the Board of Education, and frankly, it will work for the Board of Education. Estat, 53,556 square feet, 12.65 acres. Gentlemen, that's where it belongs, not a new building. Thank you very much. Thank you. Okay, so that will close the press and public comment for the first half of the meeting. If you signed up and you didn't get a chance, like I said, you will have a chance at the end of the meeting, we'll be calling the rest of the names. So please stay here if you wanna be heard. Okay. All right, commissioners, we got a few uh, business items, new business items. So if you wanna to turn to tab number three, we can go through these. First, we have five items. So first uh, item number one on page one, we have a new contract for Playground, playground equipment replacement at Route 18 Park, and this is a contract with Game Time, care of Cunningham Recreation, to purchase, construct, and install a replacement playground uh, park at the Route 18 Park, and that, that would replace our second oldest site in the inventory, and the total contract track price is $68,728.59, and Game Time is part of the Omni Purchasing Agreement uh, for your consideration. And I believe Steve Chanley is here if you have any questions about this, uh, this contract. I move to, <coughs> excuse me, I move, <coughs> I move to authorize the Department of Parks and Recreation to award the playground to Game Time CO Cunningham Recreation via the Omnia Purchasing Agreement in the amount of 68728 0.59 funds shall come from the fiscal year 22 capital project 40909 playground fund second. second all right we've got a motion to second any discussion just what is our oldest steve oldest one is uh Mowbray. do we have plans for that one um in about two or three years we're okay. okay that's all i got all right, all those in favor? Aye. Aye. Any opposed? By zero, the motion carries. All right, thank you, commissioners. Item number two on page three. This is a rural release of a rural legacy easement on the Chino Farms grassland plantations, phases one and two. And um, uh, Don Landis Smith is here if you have any questions about that, but this would be a release of our interest in this particular easement and granting that over to the Department of Natural Resources. No negative impacts to our county releasing this uh, this interest. So, I move to approve <coughs> releasing Queen Anne's County as a grantee on the Chino Farms grassland phase one and phase two rural legacy easement. Second. All right, we've got a motion, a second. Any discussion? <coughs> All those in favor say aye. 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 Any opposed? 5-0, motion carries. 
Thank you, Commissioners. Thank you, Hi, Donna, Donna, for being here tonight. Hi, Donna. <laughs> <laughs> Item number three on pages four, five, and six is a, this is a recommendation or for the approval of transfers between major state categories. It's a budget amendment for the Board of Education to adjust some salaries within those categories. Can I get a motion on that, please? Move to approve budget amendment CC1. Is that the right one or not? One before that. Yeah. Item three. I move to approve the Board of Ed transfers listed between major state categories okay. for the period July 1, 2021. Second. Okay, motion to second. Any discussion? Do you want to hear from the school or are you guys ready to vote? I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. good. All right. All those in favor? Aye. Aye. Any opposed? 5 0. Carries. All right. Thank you, commissioners. Item number four on page seven is budget amendment CC1. This is for athletic field work, and this is for the contract which we approved for the Musco lighting out at White Marsh Park with the grant money and fund balance. Now I get my chance. I move to approve <laughs> budget amendment CC1. Second. All right. I got a motion to second. Any discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Any opposed? 5-0. Motion carries. All right, thank you, commissioners. And our last item tonight is budget amendment CC2. This is to recognize a grant received from the economic development. Well, it's a grant from the state to economic development for 166,668 uh, American Rescue Plan funding for nonprofits to local government grants program. I move to approve budget amendment CC2. Second. Got a motion and a second. Any discussion? All those in favor? Aye. Aye. Any opposed? That motion carries. 5-0. Okay, commissioners, that is all our action items for this evening. We can move into the presentations. And uh, first up, we have some special guests. I think we have um, uh, some members of the lacrosse team, the girls lacrosse team, if they want to come up. And I think they're Bring coaching. in the champs. Come on up, the uh, state champs. So we have a few of them. Come on up. So, Coach, if you want to introduce your team members that are here. Uh, we have assistant coach Rich Abel, and captain and senior goalkeeper Abby Simonetti, captain and junior midfielder Ella Pinder. Coach, Thank you. <laughs> so, uh, do we do we know the the last time Queen Anne's County Girls Lacrosse uh, made it this far and won a state championship? It was the first time. Outstanding. So I have some uh, sports leadership awards, Coach, that I will give you, and you can uh, hand them out. I know that some of our graduating seniors have maybe gone already. Want we'll just read one of them? Um, yeah. Well, we hereby recognize. Well, this is uh, head coach Kelsey Fitzgerald for the exceptional performance during the 2021 season with the Queen Anne's County High School lacrosse team during the state championship win for demonstrating the qualities that exemplify leadership both on the field and off. That's for you. And then we have one for the assistant coach as well. Um, and then um, this uh, award that I'm going to read is the mimics the rest of them for the girls that's, that were on the team. We hereby recognize um, Piper Evans for your outstanding performance on the Queen Anne's County High School lacrosse team 
by winning the state championship, your achievements make you a true all-star. And that's what the, um, and then the rest of the coaching staff has these. So congratulations, and to our coaches, here you are. Thank you very much. Outstanding. Hope you guys uh, get a chance to repeat. That's the plan. Very good. <laughs> Okay, and we also have, is there anybody here from the softball team? So how about a round of applause for the girls softball team that also won today? <laughs> so I will say that, that um, I had uh, three children, two have already graduated from Ken Island High School, um, and one will be a sophomore, and it sounds like the southern part of the county's got some work to do. Gonna catch up. <laughs> Great. Okay, commissioners, we are pretty much back on schedule now, it looks like. It's at 6.15. Next up, we have uh, Director Steve Chanley from Parks and Recreation with the Parks and Recreation update for us this evening. I think he has a presentation uh, in the book, and it's also on the screen here. All right. All right. Thank you all. I appreciate the opportunity to give you an update on what's been going on the last several months. Um, it's nice to have a, a bigger audience. Yeah. Um, so we've done a lot in the last, uh, last several months. Um, I know I have a, a certain amount of time, so I'll be brief going through this. Uh, we have a lot of program open space projects that are open. Uh, we've got some court rehab, route trail, route eight trail extension. Um, one of our new, newer projects is the Terrapin restroom and ranger station. And then in FY22, this, this coming fiscal year, we've decided to push our money towards um, the Route 8 trail extension, continuing with that, as well as the uh, ranger station and uh, restroom. Uh, another big program that's uh, come on board is the local parks and playgrounds infrastructure planning. And this came about uh, through House Bill uh, 590. And basically what happened was there was $85 million that was a payback to the state um, from the state borrowing program open space money. Um, certain amounts were allotted to throughout the, the state to the different counties. Our allotment was $1 million. Uh, and we're putting that $1 million towards a lighting project at um, White Marsh Park for the Bermuda Fields. Um, one of the um, programs that we have to do or, or criteria for that is it has to be a shovel ready project. And this was something that we could turn around um, quickly, we're hoping to um, have the lights in maybe by mid-October if, if all goes well, so we'll get a, um, a chance to use it for the last bit of uh, this season. Um, so I appreciate you guys uh, approving that project. Oops. Um, just some completed projects that we've done. Uh, this is a picture of our guys working down at um, Ewing Pond, uh, taking care of some of the uh, broken boards that are there. Um, at Route 18 Park, we've refabricated fields. We've put in a new home run field fence. At Bats Neck, we've reestablished a 90-foot baseball diamond um, yeah. for tennis courts and pickleball paving at Round Top Park. Uh, we now have um, four pickleball courts up there. Uh, for basketball courts, um, we did paving, new backboard rooms, and striping at Old Love Point, Pinckney, and Churchill Park. Um, and the next couple slides are just pictures to see exactly what it is. Um, here's a, a view of Pinckney Park. Um, you can tell the, um, you know, just how great it looks. We've gotten a lot of uh, great response right off the bat this past weekend. 
Um, someone sent me a, a, a picture of it. There's probably about 20 kids up there playing. So, you know, new, new product brings people out into your parks. Um, this is Old Love Point Park. Again, we did the same thing. Here's a close-up of the, um, the backboard and rim. Uh, again, it's kind of a, it's an upgrade from the traditional backboard rim, steel rim that you see. Again, it adds quality. It makes people want to come to your park. Um, again, a little bit of the um, uh, basketball court there, but the important thing is, is we um, paved the um, little connector path to the Cross Island Trail, so it'll be easier for folks to get in and out. Um, Which was brilliant. Yeah, it worked brilliant. out great for us. Um, again, as I talked about earlier, Round Top Park, we've got the two tennis courts up there. We redid them, um, color-coded, and we also put in four pickleball courts as well, and those are the, the light blue lines for, uh, for pickleball. That's next parking lot. We redid that, re-landscaped it. Um, this picture isn't what the ranger station and restroom is going to look like. This is just the actual site of where, where it's going to be. So I had to you know, get that in before you just read the title of it. Um, this is a, a artist rendering of, of what it's going to be. It'll be the, the men's and women's on the left and the right, and the ranger station in the middle. Um, at, uh, on the Cross Island Trail um, by Maycomb Creek, um, there will be another um, comfort station put in by K-Hop. So they've just started that. That's supposed to be ready by the, the end of fall. Um, as far as recreation, we've had our usual fall field meeting use uh, back on July 7th. Uh, we're finishing up with our summer camps um, by August 15th. Uh, we've had some great success as we're coming out of, um, you know, out of COVID. People are feeling more and more comfortable. Uh, we've had a variety of different camps, uh, basketball camps, slime camps, uh, running camps, um, just a little bit of everything to try to offer to everybody. Uh, as I said, we're gearing up for the fall and winter with basketball and indoor soccer and field hockey and volleyball. Uh, we're always looking for class instructors. If there's something that you can teach and you're interested and you want to pass your trade on, definitely contact us. We're, we're always looking. Um, and this is going to be the first year that we're going to uh, be taking over the planning of the Corsica River Days, which will be September 12th um, at 12 noon um, down at the um, uh, Corsica River Sailing Club. <laughs> and one last thing that we've offered this year um, a, a couple of times, it's been every other week we've been doing a picnic in the park. We've contacted different uh, food trucks to come out to Route 18 Park, put the word out to people to come out, have a nice, you know, nice lunch in the park. Um, we've gotten a nice response by that. Uh, just some pictures of, uh, of our camps. Again, the basketball camp, ISO, which is um, I Stand Out. That's what ISO stands for. And then some kids doing some arts and crafts. Uh, we partnered with the library. We've got um, three story walk places. Uh, we've got it at um, Southersville Park, um, uh, Ten Island, uh, and also Long Point Park. And basically what that is is um, every hundred feet or so there's two pages to a book and the kids read you know the two pages they walk another 100 150 feet they read two more pages and it goes and continues through until they've read the entire book uh, this is the first time that we've uh, partnered with the library on this program and we're hoping to um, have it continue on we've gotten some nice um, comments back from the public on that artificial turf um, this is actually a, a picture of uh, Queen Anne's and Kent Island um, All-Star team having their, their game there. Uh, this is who uses the, um, uh, the artificial turf. You can see boys lacrosse is the dominant one. We've got girls lacrosse followed up in, in orange, field hockey in gray, 
a little bit of football, soccer, and, and believe it or not, even baseball has been on there. Um, in county versus out of county, 39% non county, 61% uh, in county. And you can see um, the, the popularity of the Kent Island High School. Um, it's almost uh, about two, 250 to 171 in hours. Um, and again, proximity has a lot to do with the, um, uh, the popularity of Kent Island High School. We do get some groups coming from across the bridge. Um, again, you know, we do rent it out, so you know, we have a, a slide up here about the financials that have come in. Um, the dollar figures are up there. This year it's been a little bit less just because of our um, involvement with helping the, um, uh, the high schools get back to their um, the crazy plan that they had. We're trying to squeeze in all the sports in about a three-month period, so we had to cancel some, um, some of our time. We donated our time back to the school so they could do all their practices and their games. Um, so that um, has worked out. We've also had the Sheriff's Office and DNR. They were out there doing um, some fitness and applicant testing. Um, we've had a free track program out at the high school. A couple times we have had to cancel because we've had ice on the field. We don't shovel the snow or the ice off the field but sometimes it's still too dangerous to even use that. Um, and then, you know, again, we've had this uh, program called Hogan's uh, Latch Tournament, Lacrosse Tournament. It's, they're, it's entitled Naptown, which is Annapolis. Um, they get uh, teams from Connecticut all the way down to North Carolina or so. They come out there and we've got a great response on, you know, not only on our fields that we maintain, but also on the ability of using the artificial turf there. Um, this is just a, a quick uh, look at who uses it. We've got about 24 different user groups. Uh, the NC represents non-county. Um, so it's nice to see that list. It's not just one or two groups that are you know, monopolizing time. You know, we're spreading out through everybody, not only through user groups, but also through um, our own programs as well. Fourth of July, um, if you guys had a chance to, to see it, um, we did a couple of different things. We did these balloons, arches, as uh, an entranceway into the um, uh, visitor center. Turned out to be great, that and the, um, the balloon flag. They actually turned out to be Kodak spots. And I know everybody who understands what Kodak is, not the selfie spots. <laughs> um, but people would stop there, take pictures, and really, it, it really took off and it kind of set the program off. And um, the archways really kind of funneled people into um, into the facility. Um, it was a nice entry point. Um, again, just a, a quick snapshot of uh, people gathering. Um, continuing on with the other part of us is park and resource planning. Um, we're working on the local parks and recreation plan. We're helping out with the comp plan. We have about five Eagle Scout projects that are going on right now. Um, and Nancy is finishing up with the Blue Heron um, Nature area project. Um, she finished up that grant. Uh, we've done planting out there. We've cut trails. Um, she just received a grant from um, MHAA uh, for repainting of the uh, Mattapique Clubhouse. That is starting to get in disrepair and starting to, uh, to chip, so we've got to keep that up. Uh, we've been working with a user group uh, to develop a single track bike course um, out at Terrapin. And uh, again, as I mentioned before, the ranger station and restroom. Um, we've also been having uh, a lot of work we're doing down at Wells Cove. Uh, just this past week, we did some replanting. If you've been down there, oh, I'm sorry. If you've been down there before in that, that middle island between uh, the jetty and bridges, there were large overgrown um, bushes. 
and it blocked the view. It, it gathered trash, so we took, you know, we took those out and planted um, low grasses this high throughout there. Um, so that will give it a different look. And then as that's completed, then we're going to work over our next way into that next little green area and then eventually into the, the walkway area as well. So we've got a, a, a nice plan for that. It'll take some time. Uh, we've also done some planning out at Ferry Point on uh, Swan Cove Road. Um, it's actually this side and the other side are identical in the, in the plantings. Again, just kind of sprucing it up. Um, using it as not only to, to spruce up, but also as a, um, a deterrent because we don't want people to enter in that way. That's not the official entrance into the park. The official entrance is, is through the Chesapeake uh, Heritage Visitor Center. Um, we've got new maps up. We've put up on the Cross Island Trail. Uh, let's see, public landings, uh, we've had some, um, uh, two, a couple of big programs. We had Hannah's Marine Awareness. Uh, they gave out boating and uh, safety checklist. And uh, Toe Jam and Tote Boat USA gave away life preservers. Uh, the big program that just happened the other day was the Fishing Line Recycling Program in partnership with Plastic Free QAC. Um, these are the um, uh, containers where the public is supposed to put their fishing line in into the plastic containers. We'll come out, we'll grab it, we'll put it in the box, we'll send it back to the vendor to, to get it recycled. A couple more pictures, publicity pictures, ribbon cutting. Um, uh, also FY22 um, from Maryland DNR Waterway Improvement Program, we received $850,000 for four projects for Crumpton Landing, Southeast, um, Southeast Creek Landing dredging, uh, Centerville Landing Bulkhead and Parking Lot and the Chesapeake Heritage and Visitor Center. And we're also again, you know, working in multiple fiscal years, so we're working on FY23 grant request that's coming up with uh, a September 15th deadline. Uh, these are some of the recent improvements we've done. We painted the, uh, the wharf down at Centerville. Down at Mattapeak, the concrete was cracking um, on the boat ramp. We took care of that. We put some cedar uh, shingles on top of the uh, kiosk at Romacoke Pier. Um, we put, installed new grills at Mattapeak. Um, again, just constantly trying to, to show and get our infrastructure back up to date, um, keeping things nice. You know, if things are nice, people will take care of them and people will use them, and that's kind of the, uh, the mentality that we're, we're going after. Blue Heron Golf Course, uh, they've had a great year despite everything that's going on. Um, they, they achieved their 12-month revenue in six months. That's a, that's a good thing. Uh, they restarted their golf program for, for kids. They also have their adult leagues that are, um, have kicked back off and are, are full. Um, coming up is probably in October, November, we'll be coming back to you as we rebid the maintenance contract for the uh, golf course. And they're hoping to do some uh, tee box uh, renovations this year. Again, Baybridge Airport, they, they too have been busy. Uh, their hangars are full, the fuel sales are up. Um, just taking care of regular day-to-day -day operations. They've installed a new uh, fuel master system, which is better able for them to monitor uh, fuel use um, and inventory and water in the tanks. They had their MAA annual inspection. They passed with no, um, uh, no notes for correction. And they're in the middle of a design for runway reconstruction. And then the last big thing is uh, Mattapeak Terrapin uh, Nature Preserve and Ferry Point Park. Um, I have to give uh, 
kudos to, to my staff. They have stepped up dramatically to, to meet the need of what has been um, assigned to them. You know, we initially tried to, <clears throat> to hire gate attendants. Unfortunately, it's hard to hire people for whatever reason at this time. So our staff has been working additional hours to cover the, um, uh, the entry points at these sites and to, to reinforce the rules that were established for these, for these specific sites. Kind of a listing of, uh, of the rules that we've uh, reinstituted and the maximum numbers. And this is why we don't allow um, tents on the beach because this kind of stuff blows over and will um, end up hitting people and injuring them. And people don't always understand that. They actually think, you know, their stuff is, is safe, but this is, this is what we deal with. So that's us in a nutshell. We've got a lot more uh, programs coming on, just like the action item that you guys took care of. We'll be coming forward with a few more to keep you guys busy in the next couple of months, I hope. So why don't you, sh why don't you share... If, um uh, about the award that um, Joan Brooks received. Oh, okay. Our, our recreation manager, uh, Joan Brooks, um, received an award for um, member of the quarter for the Maryland Recreation and Parks Association. Um, and that's a, an association where um, all parks and recreation professionals join in. It's throughout the state. And she was voted by our fellow members and committee as the member of the quarter for that. So. Thank you for that. And also, well thank, you to, thank you to Commissioner Duminell and uh, County Administrator uh, uh, Todd Mons for coming out and, and addressing our, um, our fellow professionals out there and um, enjoying the day out at Conquest. It was a great, great meeting and great event. They love it and they come every, every year. That's what they look forward to. <laughs> I'm sure the crabs have nothing to do with nothing. it. Nothing. <laughs> so I think <clears throat> one thing these folks would be interested in because Park Department takes care of our school fields and many recreation fields. Could you just quickly skim over how many fields do you maintain and what is the league, number of kids, league playing and so on? Just quickly because we don't want to. Roughly I would say we probably have about, probably about 85 fields that we take. That 85 we take fields. Uh, so basically, and not everybody knows this, but we basically take care of the schools from the, from the sidewalk, both sides of the sidewalk all the way to the curb and all the grounds around there. And that's, you know, something that I think is important that, you know, that the public realizes that, you know, it's not just the parks that we're taking care of, we're also taking care of, you know, the Board of Education helping out with their programs and getting their practice fields ready and their game fields ready and, and things like that. So it's a, it's a good partnership. We've got good communication going. And met with the new superintendent. We look forward to, to a lot of, you know, good things coming forward. And as far as youth, you know, the, the youth teams are, are, are taking off. You know, not only are, do we have the regular established ones, but we also have some of these splinter groups that are starting to, to form their own groups. And, you know, that's a good thing. And we're getting compliments because, you know, people are coming to our fields and, and um, you know, we're taking some, some major steps in upgrading those fields and getting them playable. And, you know, word of mouth is, is key. And I think we've done a nice job. And uh, Commissioner Duminell, as he on you know, his side job is umpiring, you know, has passed on you know good things and bad things and things that we need to work on. And, and that's what we want to hear. And we're always looking to improve those. Well, I, I with with the support that my fellow commissioners have given your department, um, uh, you guys have done just an absolutely fantastic job in maintaining the fields. Um, as I shared before, you know, I get an opportunity to umpire all over um, 
PG County, Anne Arundel County, and they can't touch our parks. They can't touch our ball fields. Uh, you and your you and your team do a fantastic job, and we can't give you guys enough kudos. Thank you. And again, well we done. appreciate the support that you guys have given us, and you know, as long as we're producing, you know, it's a two-way street, right? <laughs> so, thank you. Thanks. All right. Thank you. All right, commissioners, uh, our final presentation this evening is uh, from Heather Tonelli, our Director of Economic and Tourism Development, and she is here to talk about a very exciting project, and that is rebranding of Queen Anne's County. So, I think there is not, I think that's it. And she has a presentation that's on the screen, and it's also in your book under tab six. Good evening, and, and thank you for having us tonight. I see we have a full house, which is pretty cool. And I have uh, Katie Clendaniel here. She is our marketing and destination development specialist, and she has been, for sure, the uh, lead on this project. And we're really, really excited um, to present the proposed branding platform and creative concepts for Queen Anne's County. Um, as you know, we started this process back end of 2020. And uh, we, we received a grant from the USDA, an RDBG grant, for $30,000 um, in order to rebrand the county. We're not trying to, to change who the county is. We just want to define and um, bring that branding up to date. The county has changed so much over 20 years, and we feel that now is the time to uh, bring that forward-thinking um, branding to light. As you know, our job is to inspire interest and drive awareness to the county, and, and we feel as if this branding does just that. Um, through that USDA grant, we were able to engage CHOP 10 Communications, which helped us through the uh, engagement process um, as far as reaching out to the community and also has helped us with the concept development, which we're going to show you in a few minutes. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Um, so the process uh, really was an in-depth conversation um, with the community. Um, we had a series of um, small focus groups, both um, virtual via Zoom and in person. And um, we really tried to make sure we were covering different representative industries and um, communities throughout the county, um, different voices, both from the business end, the residential end. Um, we conducted individual interviews, one-on-one -on -one interviews um, with some key stakeholders. And then we also completed a community-wide survey. And we had over 300 responses to that um, survey, which is exceptional. Um, we heard from um, 60 county businesses and community leaders. And then following that process, um, we started to develop the positioning statement. Um, we were able to help to create the key assets and distinct characteristics for the county, which is the starting point for everything. Um, and then we conducted a series of check-ins, um, both with our new TTAC group, with several of you here, um, and so that we could get some feedback along the way and, and hear what people were thinking. Um, the other key component of the outcome of the project was um, the, the key assets, the positioning statement, um, and also then developing towards the, bland, the brand platform. Um, and it was very important through this process to identify our, our key assets. So what makes Queen Anne's County, Queen Anne's County? 
And you can see here, um, we have them listed for those in the, the room. And um, the first was the Eastern Shore lifestyle, the allure of the water, our superior proximity to metro areas, um, our vistas and views, and our outdoor adventures paradise. And so from that, um, That. I'd like to read to you the uh, positioning statement, which I need my glasses for. Uh, that th this positioning statement, should it be approved this evening, will be used in our, in our marketing, and, and you'll see a lot of this verbiage and, and wording as we move forward. Queen Anne's County is drawn by countless waterways, natural beauty, and direct proximity to three metropolitan areas. Queen Anne's County invites all who live, work, or visit to experience the best of two worlds, an Eastern Shore way of life with exceptional access to big city amenities. Friendly and welcoming, our county rhythms mix with our Chesapeake vibes to reflect a deep appreciation of our people, our land, and our heritage. <coughs> our landscape is characterized by picturesque waters, small towns, and open spaces. Homes to hundred, home to hundreds of farms. Families plant roots in passages to Centerville, Churchill, Southersville, and Crompton. The bustling corridor from Stevensville to Queenstown is steeped in history and home to many close-knit communities, showcasing our island vibe, its fun-loving boaters paradise, with waterfront restaurants, music venues, and recreational trails. And then from that, you know, we can't put that, all of that verbiage, which is wonderful in every ad. We've uh, consolidated that. Is that the next one? Here. Oh, there we go. It, to where shore living begins. This is the tagline that we are proposing today. Queen Anne's County, where shore living begins. Uh, we feel like this is, is forward thinking. It really describes um, who the county is, where we are, what makes us special, um, and we'll be able to use this in, in a lot of different ways um, moving forward. I, I think the challenge with this project also was being able to approach this as a way to help unify the community as well from top to bottom, you know, north, south, east, west, all parts of the, the community. Um, and then also really um, tap into the proximity of the county. Um, which is really key and distinguishes it from other communities on the shore. Microphone. Oh. Get a little closer to the oh, microphone. Oh, okay. Sorry, I am quite spoken. <laughs> <laughs> and so um, from that, we uh, were able to work with the, um, the contractor, the consultant, and their creative director on developing a brand mark which comes after the, the brand positioning. Um, and so uh, there was some check-ins and feed, feedback on this specifically. Um, here in this slide, you can see it in a couple of different versions, both vertical and horizontal with the gradient coloring um, and with the tagline. We'll see that too, that we felt that the green represented agriculture, the blue represented our water. Um, and you can see the green is also brought in where shore living begins. We wanted to run through some of the uh, uses so that you could see it actually applied. Sure. 
So um, as a part of the, the process, the designer was able to do mock-ups so that we could all visualize how this would be applied. Um, here you can see some of the letterhead, envelope, um, business, business cards, uh, pencils. This is some um, outdoor ad displays that are mocked up to help us, you know, a brand is so much more than just the mark or the tagline. It's about the imagery and the message that you're, that you're, that you're, um, that you're sending. And all of that is rooted in our key assets that we define in our positioning statement. So then all of your creative backs that up and it tells the story of your community. And you can see they've changed the tagline to where sure calls begin for hunting, where sure memories begin for you know family outings, where sure adventures begin as people love our biking and trails. And this one also speaks to the business side of things, where sure adventures begin. It is our hope that this, should this branding be adopted, that it, it speaks to all markets, as Katie was mentioning, not just tourism, um, not just people looking to move to the area, but all-encompassing. Um, through that check-in process that Katie had mentioned before, um, we heard from a few that they were looking, in, looking at the queue that we have currently there and wanted to see some other renditions of it that maybe were more defined. And um, although we love this original concept that we are uh, showing you today, we wanted to bring to you this, I'm backing up, this alternative uh, for you to see. Now this is the second version of the queue. And you can see it's got a, 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 say a tail and what's on the inside is slightly changed where the first rendition that we showed you um, was more water, waves, wind kind of a vibe where this one, um, you know, some people have seen <coughs> a, a seedling, some have seen some other things within the, the concept, but you can kind of see how it's a little different and, you know, is, is a more defined cue. Um, and we wanted to bring that to you today as well, as I know many of you have seen the first rendition as well as um, you're now seeing this second rendition. Um, so we, we would like to ask that you consider these two and we'd like to get your uh, feedback on these. Um, we did test both versions um, with the um, Tourism Travel Advisory uh, Committee. Um, there were feelings uh, that folks preferred this option, the, the original queue. There are some specific advantages with this version. Um, we are able to use the queue as a canvas and a palette. Um, there's an outdoor display, Heather, where we're able to put the, the image through the queue and you see through the queue to the image. And so there's a lot more creative play possible with that version. Also graphically, this version is more rooted and, and grounded and anchored um, than the other version, um, which kind of has a, a tail on it. Um, and so based on the feedback that we have heard, um, the preference was for, the, for this option. We also wanted to show you what it would look like. And uh, you know, this won't happen overnight. It'll take time um, to implement should it be approved this evening. Uh, to incorporate it with all of our different departments over time. There are some options down the future, not right away, where we could further um, make those marks unique to the different department. Um, some really love this, some prefer just to stay with the, you know, the, the green and, and blue, um, but we, 
I kind of like them. But it, it, it'll happen over time, depending on what's best for each department. So tonight we would like to ask for you to consider these, this branding platform and creative concepts for the county to, so that we can move it forward. Um, wow. Um, that's a good wow, right? <laughs> yeah, that's, no, that's a, no, that's definitely a good wow. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll, first, I'll start off first by saying that, that your efforts uh, to put this presentation together, um, you, you exhausted a lot of avenues, brought in a lot of folks to, to get their opinion. Uh, I personally, uh, just for the record, gentlemen, liked the cue that you see up there now, simply because if you look at the letter Q, uh, as an uppercase letter, it does have that little dip. Um, so I appreciate you all considering that. Um, and I think um, the, uh, the tourism board that gave you uh, some feedback on th that one right there uh, got it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so with that being said, other than that, I love it. I'm no artist, so I'm going to allow you gentlemen to make your best guess on this one. But, I mean. Jim, you're not bad. Whether it's got a tail, doesn't have a tail. I don't know if it doesn't matter how many people come here. So, I mean, here's what I'm going to do. I'll make the, let me make the motion, then we can go into full okay. discussion on that. Um, I move that we adopt as a county the new branding strategy as proposed by Queen Anne's County Economic and Tourism Development, which includes positioning statement, tagline, where shore living begins, and the brand mark. And then I'm going to leave that blank. Until you, but I'm going to say logo one for now, which I guess was the first one, this one here. So. I'll second that motion. Discussion? I'll vote for that motion. Well, why is it always got to be Jim? <laughs> it doesn't have to be Jim. <laughs> I, I like the, um, I don't like concept 1Q. Okay. Which one don't you like? This Q. You like the one with the? I like the other one better. That one? Because that looks like a Q. Right. Yeah. So I, I will amend my motion to be logo two. <laughs> and I'll second your amended motion. Yeah. You can see the serious work we're up to. <laughs> it's better to make it two different motions. I just figured that's yes. cleaner, right? Right. Yep. All mm -hmm. right. So logo two being the one that's on the display now. I guess I've always struggled with why does it have to be a cue at all? I. I I like the branding. I like the you know where, where shore living begins. I think that's a home run. But I just don't understand, you know, why it has to be a cue. And if 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 I have to pick the lesser of the two evils, this one is the lesser <laughs> of the two evils. But you know, I, I think when we were there, I asked for to see some other uh, options that don't have to have a letter in it because you know we live in Queen Anne's County. We 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 get the cue, but somebody else doesn't live in Queen Anne's County. I don't know that they would, you know tie that cue as to Queen Anne's County, but that's just me thinking, I, you know, I think. Well, I, I, will, I will just clarify that that will come. That will come because you develop your brand moving forward. And this is the beginning of a whole new visual identity and me a clear messaging about the county. So it's like, think about the Nike swoosh. Right. If you just looked at that and you were from Mars, you wouldn't have any concept of that, but they have built a brand around that 
that very simple mark. I read the story about that yesterday, how right. simply that started. That was crazy. Yeah, Just it's really about simplification, yeah. They were called the Nike or something blue shoes or something. That's the original founder. They called them the something blue shoes. Uh, yeah. And they said, yeah. well, we need a brand. Well, the problem is they figure it out. So they just yeah, saw something somewhere. Yeah. Just became yeah. a swoosh. Right. So. Yeah. All right. In the audience, raise your hand. <laughs> if you like this cue, I'm just curious. If you like this cue, raise your hand. All right. Let's put the other one up there and see what they like. Uh, just give me a second. I'm impaired on this. This is real audience. All right, raise your hand if you like this one better. I didn't know I had to stack the audience. Wait, wait a minute. There's one more question. One more question. Raise your hand if you think we can do better than a cue. Okay. Oh, yeah. I like the cue. Yes. Jim. People have spoken. Jim, it'll grow on. We do listen. We want Jay or something? All kidding aside, ladies, fantastic job. All right, we got a motion and a second. Full, and, and we've got concurrence out in the audience for concept two. Which, sorry, yeah. All those in favor? Say aye. 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 Any opposed? All right. Awesome. There we Thank go. So With much. our focus group. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Well done. Good job, well done. Group. <laughs> now they got to show up every two weeks. That's right. <laughs> There'll be more to come. Jim, somebody's got to do it. Huh? Somebody's got to do it. Oh. All right. I, I was right. with you. I didn't care. Uh. All right, commissioners. We have one piece of legislation for this evening. This is uh, County Ordinance 2106 Accessory Structures in Side Yards of Property Abutting Two streets so double frontage lots and this is a ordinance for introduction and I'll, I'll introduce it and so people understand basically what it is is if you live on a corner lot and you want to put a shed in then you don't have to go through the variance currently now you have to go through a variance it always gets approved it's a waste of the board of appeals time um and so on cross streets right yeah corner streets. Yes, if you're yeah. on a corner lot so this is just an introduction to legislation we will have a hearing on it so if you really don't want somebody to build a shed on a corner lot without having a hearing about it, you can come and speak out against that when we have that hearing, which will be advertised. And we'll hold this open. When do we have to have the hearing? In two weeks. Probably uh, no. advertising, probably right. September. About a month. Okay. You, you got to have a you got to have a hearing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And, and the then probably about. September. Today would be August twenty fourth. Okay, twenty fourth. Okay. So if you're passionate about sheds on corner lots, please show up on August twenty fourth to let us know. All right, thank you, Commissioner Porcarino. That, that concludes this evening's agenda. We can go to our second press and public comment period at this right. time. Jane Coppage. I have to ask, aren't you glad we came? Yeah. <laughs> My name's Jane Powell Coppage, and I live at 935 Coon Box Road, Centerville. I'm the current treasurer of the um, Centerville High School Alumni Association, and um, I graduated in 1960. My parents graduated years before that. I implore you to delay your decision to build a new Board of Education building and ask you to explore options to renovate the current building. Please consider the history of the first public high school in Queen Anne's County and to retain the historic presence of Centerville. There doesn't seem to be any other option other than keeping the Board of Education where it is. 
once those monies are spent, our building is doomed, what's gonna happen? So please give this your greatest thought and preserve some of our history. Thank you. Thank you. Sarah Covington. Hi, good evening and thank you for this opportunity to speak tonight. My name is Sarah Covington. I am a lifelong resident of Centerville and a graduate of Queen Anne's County High School. Uh, while I did not attend Centerville High School, I do care about this building. I think the Centerville High School building on Chesterfield Avenue is one of the most beautiful historic buildings that we have left in our county. This building adds greatly to the historic charm of Centerville. I believe it is important that the county continue to use this building in some capacity and renovate it if necessary. If it's not feasible to continue to use the building as the Board of Ed, I hope that the county can find an alternate use for it and still renovate it, perhaps as a museum or community center or something else. But it is important to save this building. Uh, so many historical buildings from Centerville are already gone and I have only seen pictures or read about them in Mr. Dan Tabler's articles, which he was here, but he's not here now. Um, the Centerville High School building is part of Centerville's history, and it deserves to be saved for my generation and future generations. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm glad you said you went to Queen Anne's County High School, because if you said you graduated from Centerville, I was going to have to call you out on that one. <laughs> I was pretty sure you did not. Uh, Linda Friday. I do. Linda Friday with the Queen Anne's County Chamber. Um, it's good to be here in person tonight. I didn't realize we were going to have all these guests, but we're glad that you could join us tonight. Um, anyway, I just wanted to kind of give you an update uh, what we've been doing um, during the COVID uh, pandemic. We did not lose a beat. We, um, I, I just can't say enough about uh, our, our partners because we have great partners in this community uh, on, the, on a county level. But on behalf of the business community, we just want to thank you as commissioners for all that you've done. Um, you gave our Economic Development Commission Department $2.5 million, which they were able to get out into the business community. Without those dollars, we may have had businesses that closed. So we are very, very grateful and thankful for that. Um, we would also like to thank Heather Tonelli. I'm sorry that she, she left. I was hoping I could be on the first part of the public comment, but we'd like to fit, uh, thank Heather Tonelli and her team for all that they did for business. Um, I will tell you, she's been an awesome um, partner. She's worked well with the Chamber. She's worked well with um, Kittnerus Development Foundation. She's worked well with everyone. And any need that's in the community, we've been able to work through. So kudos to you for seeing her strengths in hiring her uh, a year and a half ago. It's hard to believe that she's been in her position for so long. But we've been in close contact and she's done a great job. So thank you um, again. Um, also, I uh, wanted to let you know that the Queen Anne's County Chamber will be hosting chambers from around the state in September. 
Um, and this is a huge, it's a huge thing for Queen Anne's County and the chamber that we're able to host those chambers uh, around the state. There's 64 chambers, so we're excited. We're also excited to get um, shirts that says, uh, we, uh, we're sure business begins, because that's really where it is. And Jim, just so you know, I did vote for t number two on the Queen, uh, on the queue, so um, I was with you on that one. Um, also, um, we have a busy schedule coming up, and I would encourage you, all of you, to participate. Uh, we're having our second mi uh, mixer. As you all know, we have a mixer every month, but during COVID, we haven't been able to do that. So we are having our second mixer, and that's going to be at the jetty um, on, on August the 3rd. I would encourage you to come if you can. Uh, we did have one last month. It was at Bridges. We had about 75 businesses show up. So the business community is ready to get out and, and move in again, so we're very excited about that. Um, we have ribbon cuttings that we're doing. We're doing Success in 60, which uh, if you've never attended a Success in 60, I would encourage you to come. Uh, Tech Ops is the, is the business that we're going to go see. Uh, half, 30 minutes is where we actually network, and then 30 minutes where they give us a tour and talk about their business. Tech Ops is one of those businesses that probably did benefit from COVID. Uh, they did the, um, the build-out. They do build-outs of vans and um, vehicles so they were able to do the food bank uh shots you know COVID shots and things like that so they i'm kind of curious how it i'm sorry but how that worked for them uh just real quick um also we are celebrating our 40th anniversary last year and we are going to actually celebrate it in december so we would we would encourage all of you all of you to come and qec goes purple i passed all that out and there's a lot going on with QAC Goes Purple, and that's going to be on September the 1st. And thank you for your support and commitment on that. There's flags, which I know some of you were excited to see. But anyway, thank you, and thank you again for all that you do for our business community. Thank you. Thank you, Linda. Jack Broderick. <clears throat> Great line. <laughs> Jack Broderick. Um, Chester, Kent Island, Queen Anne's County. I am a strong advocate, as are hundreds of my colleagues on the island and around Queen Anne's County, of doing everything we can in our county to preserve that beautiful building down the road. I think Scotty's ideas have a great deal of merit. I'm really disturbed at what I saw in the paper, and I've heard pros and cons. Well, that, that really isn't the case. That's really not what we're doing. But if, in fact, you guys have approved money, $2 million, to look at what can be done to put that new Board of Ed facility out on the road across from the high school, take another look at that. Step back, listen to what so many citizens are saying about our county. You know, when I, when I heard uh, Heather's presentation before, I had a little bit of input into that as so many people did. But what those guys said, if you think about that, you know, we have a rich heritage, a rich culture here. We're working on our comp plan now, the updated comp plan. And we're looking in there about how we can strengthen historic preservation. We're looking in there about things like strengthening heritage tourism. Our heritage, our culture, is one of the greatest assets we have in Queen Anne's County. This county seat 
This town of Centerville is absolutely rich. And that building down the road is a critical part of that richness, that heritage, that vibrancy that we have in Centerville. I'm really afraid if we pull the plug on that, put our Board of Edu Education investment out on the road, out of town, it really will hurt the town of Centerville. It will undercut that vibrancy. And I'm afraid it'll undercut the heritage here in Queen Anne's County. I hope each of you guys thinks long and hard about that in working with our Board of Ed and that you make as part of your legacy, part of your heritage, a decision to keep the heritage of Queen Anne's County as good as it is today and even better going forward for the future. Thanks. Thank you. Dorothy Zeller. <clears throat> Dorothy Zeller, 7303 Main Street, Queenstown. And I went to Centerville High School, have a lot of great memories there. And I agree with all these, pre what the previous speakers have said. And I hope you will continue to keep Centerville High School here in Centerville. Thank you. That's all we have on the list. Is there anybody else in the room that wanted to speak but didn't have a chance to sign the list? Come ahead. My name is Sarah Jane Welch Davidson, and I came here in 1958 to teach school at Centerville High School. There are many generations of these children that have come through that high school. I married and graduated the class in 1951. This school has many, many memories for me because the parents here, the kids here took me to raise about how to teach school. And I'm gonna come here and they just took me in. And I, I would hate to see, I was also a Centerville Town Council member for 12 years. And I would think that the town of Centerville will suffer greatly if you take down that beautiful old structure. So I hope you decide to renovate it. Thank you. Anybody else in the room that would like to speak? Anybody? No virtual, okay. Well, that will close press public comment. We'll start down here. Round table. Round table. Well, I want to thank everybody in this room for coming because what was said tonight by everybody rounds up uh, the feeling that I think the whole town and the community have that this is part of the look and the feeling of Centerville. And changing it would be a detriment to our town. And uh, I support the idea of uh, maintaining the building. And I think you've all been eloquent, and your presence is eloquent. And I greatly thank you for coming. And on to the next person. Nothing. Nothing? Um, I had the opportunity. Uh, not this past Saturday, but the Saturday before, to attend the Ken Island Beach cleanup uh, event at Mattapique Pier. Um, it was mentioned a little bit in the presentation by Parks and Recs about the fishing line re, um, recycling program. 
Um, but I, I just wanted to, you know, if you've got a free Saturday, um, you can log on to the Ken Island Beach Cleanup website, find out where their locations are for their next cleanup and the dates on them. It's a great opportunity to get outside and then help keep our, uh, our county clean. That's all I have. So a few years ago, I DJ'd a, I think it was a three high school uh, alumni, because there's a lot of familiar faces in here, because it was like Rock Hall High School, does that sound right, in Centerville? There's one down in Kent County, right? It was one of the rival high schools for Centerville back in the day. Yeah, that wasn't a Southernville. I think Stevensville was the other. But anyway, I digress. You guys all look great for coming from that era. Honestly, I was born in '66, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, you know, and, and listen, it, it's great when people come out because that's what drives good government is uh, when people come out and make their uh, opinions known. Um, it, it's something we all up here, and I said this the last meeting because similarly last meeting we had a controversial issue we mulled over, and, and I think it's important when people come out and we have the opportunity to hear what people think and we get emails and all that. Um, and honestly, sometimes people are happy with our decisions, other times they're not going to be happy with our decisions, but just know in your mind that we do take them seriously and we do think about them. And this is one that will obviously will sit there. And I don't know that I've ever said I was tearing down Centerville High School. I did tour the school. I'm 35 years in the contracting business, and I can tell you that school needs a lot of work. There's no doubt. Um, I don't know how many of you have had the opportunity to go through there, but it is um, in some serious disrepair in a lot of areas. So hopefully we can uh, come up with some ideas. Um, you know, I've heard some good ideas tonight about some, maybe some committees or something like that to form and talk about some of the things, much as we did with the courthouse, as Scotty said. So. Um, I'm open-minded to it, and I think all the commissioners are. So, you know, there's, there's, it's not, nothing's over yet, and it's a process, so. All right. Well, I also want to thank you all for coming out and expressing um, your voice on these issues, too. Um, even if the Board of Ed building moves, I, I'm not convinced that that means that that's the death of the building. Um, but we'll, that doesn't mean that's my opinion on the way I'm going to go on that, but I, I just... We haven't torn down a school in Queens County yet. They're all still up. Um, including Compton. Including, yeah. And most of them have found a way to get repurposed into something else um, that serves the community. Um, that may very well be um, what happens here. I don't know yet. Um, but we'll definitely take everybody's thoughts into consideration. Um, and it's not a decision that is um, addressed lightly. I can assure you of that. Um, I would encourage you, if you can, to go and sort of see if the Board of Ed will let you tour it and see the condition is in. I mean, something has to be done um, for the people that are working in that building. That, that's another very serious issue um, for the condition of that. So um, I've heard different things out there that we've voted already to tear it down. That's not true. That there's this large grant that we got from the state. That, that's not um, accurate as well. Um, but I get it. You know, you're hearing different things and you hear through the grapevines. And so that's why it's important that you come here and um, tell us what you're hearing and what you're thinking so that we can try to uh, address those issues. So I appreciate that. Um, on other issues, I want to, uh, Governor Hogan was here today uh, touring through Centerville, so I would thank him for coming. And he went and looked at some of our local businesses in Centerville and went by the County Health Department to thank all those workers uh, for all their tireless hours through COVID between the testing and the vaccination. Um, if you have not got a vaccination yet, um, 
we're still doing it with the health department, um, and I encourage you to think about it. Um, there are there are other you know even if you don't get COVID, there are studies out there now that are showing there are, people are asymptomatic and their bodies may have been fighting off COVID and could have caused other issues for them. Um, so I I would encourage you if you're on the fence about it to talk to your doctor and someone that you trust, a medical professional, and get their opinion on whether the vaccine is safe, uh, whether you should get it. Um, because I think it's, it's important that it is given proper consideration um, so that we can, you know, fully come out of this uh, pandemic. Um, and I think that is all I got. What did the governor say today? 76%, right? Yeah. Was, yeah. But there's still a lot. And, and unfortunately, the CDC today um, made some announcements that they're going to maybe have some regressive measures that they're going to do with masks. masks. So um, we don't, you know, you go to other parts of the state, um, and it's quite remarkable. Um, you know, you go in stores. I was in Bowie, and everybody's wearing a mask in the store. And over here, we don't do that. Um, and we're, we've been very fortunate. Um, our number's a lot lower. Our population is more dispersed. But I would hate to see us have to go to wearing masks again if you, it's not your choice to. So um, if, if you're on the fence about the vaccine, please talk to your doctor. Um, and if you decide you want to do it, call the health department up. We got it. It's free. Uh, and we'll take care of you. Um, if you don't, I understand your position on that as well. Um, it is your choice. But I'm hoping that everybody goes out there and makes an educated choice. Did we not hear that the governor said that 77% of Maryland was vaccinated, which is a pretty, pretty, pretty good number. Awful number? Yeah. But he also said the positivity rate is up 600% yeah, from where from it was like a few months ago. Half a percent to five or six percent. Yeah. So it's um, the battle is not over yet, and we'd, but, we'd like to win it. Thanks so right. much, everybody. Really, With that, I'll you. entertain a motion to adjourn. So moved. Uh, Second. All in favor? Aye. All right. Thank you, everybody. You know why? You know why?